Hey guys, uh, we are going to be talking about how to host a whiskey tasting. Yeah, that can be at your house or um, your office, at a, at a hall, anywhere really. Um, and they are typically going to happen in pretty much the similar way all the way through. Um, there's going to be slight variations. Everybody's going to have their own take on it. Uh, the ones that, um, that I do with Dan here are are always done at my house and um, I, I try to leverage technology in order to make sure that we can um, stay on task because uh, when you're talking and you're drinking your lips get a little loose and then you get carried away and the next thing you know it's 10 o'clock and you've tried one whiskey and everybody's staring at you so just an idea face down into the floor yeah face down it's like the first one it became a frat party than anything else so um so why do you want to even do one of these to begin with? And that, that's pretty much where you always uh, tend to start is I want to do it. Um, I have some reasons and a lot of them come down to uh, you got a group of friends or you got some buddies and you want to be able to do it or um, you just want to be able to expand your, your palate. Uh, you want to be able to try a bunch of different stuff. Share the info. Share info, yeah. Um, there's always trying something new. That's the big one. Um, but you always have to keep in mind, this is always about the experience. So it's always about sharing, sharing is scary. <laughs> so here's that. So, um, when you start the, there's a few things that you're going to want to go with and, and it really is going to boil down to whatever it is that you, you feel like tasting. So budget comes into it too. A budget is a big <laughs> part of it, uh, depending on, depending on, uh, your group of friends. And so. For us, we, we started with scotch, and I did I did themes all the way through. I think it worked well. Scotch, and then we did bourbon. Bourbon, rye. rye. And then the last one we haven't got to yet, which was going to be um, Irish whiskey or Japanese or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it, it really did help it along, I, I thought, because then it gave it a lot more focus, and people could kind of actually experiment within a, a type of product. One of the big things is you, you spend a lot of time in organization, too. Yeah. So, like, when we attend, you know, you have the ones that have been selected that you're able to pull off the shelf. And then you've created a PowerPoint, which kind of dictates a little yeah. bit about the history about it. And people actually like that. It uh, it adds a little formality to the event, but it also kind of keeps on target, on track. Yeah. And it also spans out between the the tastings, right? So there's a little bit of info. Yep. People aren't just going, oh, yeah, that was great, and then the next one, and then... Yeah. So. Yeah, well, and, uh, and you're right. It really came down to making sure that we we kind of had a, a set amount of time because part of it is you don't want people to get blasted before yeah. they've had a chance to get to the third one, and the other part, is, of course, is um, I, I'm never going to remember any of the notes to begin with. Right. So there's that. So... Um, so yeah, we, we've always picked themes and then you can talk about regions. So even when you're talking about bourbons, there's bourbons from different, uh, all parts of the States and, and a lot of people think it's just one per, right. and it goes for any other kind of whiskey out there. Um, when you're planning it out, uh, you, you want to start it with something lighter and less powerful, and then you want to move into the stronger whiskeys, something that's got a little bit more going on. I found, um, a great example of it is when you're doing scotch, um, you generally have some some lighter um, scotches that always go to the peat. And you don't want to start with the peat. You want to start with the light stuff because if you start with the peat, you're not going to taste anything but but campfire. And you're going to lose a lot of your inexperienced tasters just pretty quick. Yeah, well, exactly. You're just going to end up like 
they're just going to light their face on fire and that's going to be it. So the the thing to keep in mind when you're planning it out too is um, the first whiskey that everyone's going to try is always going to be the harshest just because chances are they're coming from work or they're coming from somewhere else and it's the first drink of the day. So it's going to light them up. Um, that's why for myself, I always start with a beer, a beer. Yeah. Um, just to kind of <laughs> warm the palate up and it is going to throw off the taste a bit, but um, it's just to help people along so they're not... They're not getting a bad experience with the first bottle and they're trying to make up for it after. Right. And what are some of the other things that when we're doing a tasting, like uh, we have, we've had some uh, side dishes, so just some food. You know, people are coming from different places and at different times and they may or may not have eaten yet. Yeah. So that's a big one is um, you definitely want to have food there, but you got to be, you got to be careful with what you're going to put out. So you don't want, you don't want crazy flavors. Uh, you don't want to be serving Indian food. Um, and then trying to get them into right. a whiskey, it's right. it's just going to screw up everybody's palates. And it's not to, to knock that. It's just uh, you want to keep it neutral, like, you know, uh, cheeses and crackers and stuff like that. Stuff to help coat the stomach. And so for you, what would be the first whiskey recommendation for, like, the first one that people try? Um, so if you're going to do, like, a scotch, and that's a great point, I, I do the, the Glen Lovett here that we have, the 12. Um, if you're going to be doing bourbons... Uh, starting with this guy is pretty good and the rise and, and this one's for Irish. And I mean, if I was going to line these up, I'm going to probably start with this bad boy first and then I'm going to, no, I'm going to do that. Something like that. There's no real wrong way. It's yeah. just, it, as you mentioned, kind of lighter to darker or simplistic to more complex. Yeah. Uh, and really just to kind of stage people into it. Because this one's going to blow your mouth apart. When you're when you're pouring, what's we kind of use a pre-measured pour, but we found that we've even cut that a, a little bit. Yeah, so it's <laughs> um, the first tasting we did two ounce pours, and that yeah. was a terrible idea because by the third one you're already pretty much. I think wrapped. we did like what six tastings in an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't good. That wasn't a so good. pacing is important. Yes, one ounce. At a time, and I'd encourage you to to pace it in between. Um, advise people to have water as they go. So, have a drink, have a couple of sips of water, give yourself a couple of minutes, and then go back at it again. Um, the uh, the the big things along that are in one of these bottles. So, any one of these right here, these are all 750 mils, or if you're from the states, they're all 26 ounces. Um, you're going to get 26 shots out of each one of these bottles. So you can plan based on the number of people coming. And we've done tastings actually with all of these. Yeah. And as you can see, um, I think the last one we had with the rise, there was six or seven people. Um, and that's what we ended up going through. So you end up with half bottles and everything. And if people want to go back after and try yeah, some more, absolutely. they always have that opportunity. You just want to... They forget what they what the first one was like after the third one, and they kind of go, well, okay, that one I liked, but I thought I liked the first one more, so they kind of compare it a little bit. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so yeah, so going back to the setup, when, when we're getting into it, um, you always have to pick your dates, pick your times, pick your locations. Those are always important. Um, you're... With your date and times, there's a bunch of things that you can use online. So you can either do it through Facebook like I do. Um, there's Eventbrite if you're worried about people not paying you. Um, and there's a lot of different combinations of technologies or just different ways. You could always do word of mouth if you're meeting people on a regular basis. But however you want to plan it, 
um, leverage the tools that are available to you, and I think you get a lot more out of it. And if you're scheduling a fair amount of time out, like if you're scheduling a month out or we do ours quarterly, um, you know, make sure you check back up. Life changes. Make sure you check back up so that you can adjust as needed or invite more people as people drop off. Yeah. So, um, and the big thing is, is I always wait before we do um, any of the tastings. I, I wait till about a week before, and that's when you get the most commitment out of people. Yeah. Um, and then I pick the bottles that we're going to yeah. have, and then plan it out, divide by however many people, and that's how much to pay. Cool. So nice, Daisy. So the day of, like we talked about food already, you want to have water. So bottles of water and glasses of water, you. Um, it distilled or not is some people get picky but I mean for the most part a lot of the people you're going to deal with they're not going to understand the, the flavor differences and the profiles on how it affects whiskey between distilled soft water and hard water just water in general is fine yeah I mean we have a, we've been to a fair number of tastings both in industry and privately run yep. and I don't think we've run across that hard snob right people yeah, kind of joke true. about it a little bit but for the most part the community is pretty respectful um, yeah. Unless you're sitting behind a keyboard. Unless you're sitting behind yeah. <laughs> keyboard champions. Yeah. So, um, and along with that, straws, because then you can use it to, to help um, pull out some water and drop a few drops into a glass. Um, like I mentioned, the beer, that's just my preference on how to get people into it. Plus, as people are coming to the uh, to the event and they're getting themselves set up, um, you, you just give them something light that they can end up having to drink and they can socialize. I say avoid an IPA or anything that's extremely hoppy because, right. again, you're just going to end up blowing your, your taste buds out even before you get started. Right. Um, so something lighter, so like a Bud or a Coors Light. Uh, or yeah, I uh, I always go with Innocent Gun because it's a uh, it's a beer that's a bourbon it's done yeah in a Scotch barrel, so it's that's nice. Glassware is a big thing, so um, we have Glen Cairns here. You can get tumblers like you have one over there. Um, so anything along those lines for myself, what I ended up doing is I just went to Walmart and it was a buck a glass, so I picked up a flat of forty glasses, and I've been using that ever since. So that's that's how we got that. Uh, and then notes. So give people post-it notes or something. And you can do it a couple of different ways. You can either, um, people can just remember. They can use their phones to write down, take notes. You can give them cards to write out on, post-its. Or you can have them take the post-its and put it on the bottle that they like. And you can kind of do a vote. You know, fun. We had a lot of guys taking pictures too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they'll take pictures of the ones that they like and the ones that they don't. Um, a big thing to keep in mind too is is you got to have fun with it. So um, I'll we'll attach a, a copy of the PowerPoint slide, the first one that we did as part of this and, the com- and just about the comments. Um, and as you're walking through, you, you want to be able to teach people. This is a learning experience. Most of the people coming to the event are either they, they know something or they know nothing. Uh, you'll end up with a few that will know a lot. And we'll talk about that a little bit when we go to do a, if you've been invited to a tasting. So we'll do the opposite um, aspect of attending a tasting and what to expect as well in a, in a nearby video. Yeah. So it, when you're combining the two, though, um, if you're the one delivering it, I, I work under the assumption that everybody doesn't, that, like everybody coming um, doesn't really have an understanding of what they're walking into. So if you just work from that, um, 
the people who are quieter and, and uh, don't want to speak up, then you're meeting, you're meeting everybody's needs. Yeah, they get to ingest a little bit of info, but not be shy about asking a question. Yeah. Or... It's a good compromise. Um, and then, so for myself, like I mentioned, I, I do PowerPoints, and it's just because I have a tech background, so is Dan. So it, we we tend to leverage the tools that we're familiar with. Um, but if, if you're not, you can always just print out a sheet of paper and um, just have it there for speaking well, That's a good takeaway, too. Yeah. And, and if you're super experienced, and, and we have, um, we've run into a couple of these guys like Dave, uh, where he'll... He just has this uh, tall knowledge in his head, and he can speak to it. And roughly any any of the bottles that you can look at, he'll be able to give you some little tidbit of information on. And if that's the case, then um, then you're very lucky to have that person <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I always do the notes. And then as you're uh, as you've gone through the whole night and, and you're closing it up, um, uh, as I I, I say, uh, keep it light, have a lot of fun with it, make it an experience, make it so that people want to come back, um, and just have fun. And, and there's nothing wrong with, with taking a sip of something and the first comment out of your mouth is this tastes like ethanol or it tastes like alcohol. You know, have fun with it because people people will have uh, different tastes and different experiences. So as you're doing each one, as you're tasting each one, how are you presenting it to um, the attendees? So you, you do a pour yep. for everybody around. Yep. Everyone kind of takes a little bit of a smell. They might not be able to identify the smells. Yep. Right? Now, we have the PowerPoint up going there, kind of t- guiding them towards what other people s- smell. Yep. Now, palate and smell is different to a lot of people, right? So... Yeah. But they might not know what they're smelling. I smell sweet. Yeah. And then you throw plum up there or something like that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So in the uh, in that PowerPoint slide, what you'll see is for every bottle that we have, there's going to be the nose, the palate, or the taste, and the finish. And and what I tend to do is uh, I'll I'll put the the major profiles either from like uh, like Glenn Lovett for example like these guys will they'll post down the exact flavor flavor um, profile that this bottle has right and then it's literally just a copy and paste onto the slide but like you said a lot of people don't really understand what they're tasting and they they think it tastes like something or like one thing or another like big. Um, big bold things like you said sweets or this tastes arsenic or whatever um, but anyway uh, I'll always put the the, um, the profiles up there so that people can tie onto it and then they understand yes when I smelled fruit it was actually an apple right when I smelled this it was cinnamon you know which might be completely different from the taste too right because their smell profile might be different completely to taste and most of yeah. them don't taste like they smell yeah exactly so um, that's that's just how I do it um, others just allow people to explore so it's just a matter of I'm not going to tell you what it smells like or tastes like uh, we're just going to let everybody figure it out for themselves and then if you look on the back of the bottle most of these will have some kind of notes on it or on the packaging that they come in and then and um, you could just leverage that as well. So there's a couple of points. Okay, so we've addressed um, kind of pouring. So we've addressed pour, taste, yep. and the PowerPoints. Um, what are some of the other things like kind of setting the expectation or the end time? So, um, you know, dedicated drivers and making sure they're safe to drive home and all of that type of stuff. So we've completed the party. We should probably give a little bit of time, water, yep. everything else. But ahead of time, we should probably put into uh, our invite, making sure that they have safe transport home. 
Oh, um, yeah. We for the group that we have, we I always make the I make an assumption that everybody's going to be responsible. Yeah. yeah, they're all going to be adults. But you're not wrong. Um, it is it is best practice to always put in and say, look, you're either going to Uber home, you're going to have a drive, a designated driver, you're going to have your wife pick you up, or girlfriend, or significant other. Um, you, you never let anyone drive home from one of these things, especially after blasting through five, six, um, sometimes up to ten models. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a lot in one sitting. So. So one of the things is clearly define what our expectation is to be done. So let's say we start at seven. We know we're going to be done at ten. Yep. So that way you can they can arrange for wives and other halves or husbands or whatever to come and pick them up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, and actually, you, you you hit something right on the head. Um, what when you're inviting people to these things, a lot of it uh, whiskey is seen often as like a a man's drink. Uh, this is open to everyone. Yeah, um, invite your wife, invite your girlfriend, uh, invite anyone who wants to give it a try because this is just all about an experience. So, yeah, it, it, we got to get rid of the stigma of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. thank you very much for tuning in. Like and share. If you have any comments or any uh, points to add to anything that we've mentioned for the other subscribers, please don't hesitate to put it in the comments. 